You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Welcome to SuperPod, the No Filter MSP show. I'm Monica, the product evangelist at superops.ai, and I will be your host for the day. And today we have an amazing guest on our show, Heather Johnson. She is the co-founder and COO of Gozinda. Hi, Heather. It's Hi, nice Monica. to have you on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. That's nice. That's nice. So how are things? How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Business is going well for us. And, and yeah, it's, it's been a, a, a quick moving summer. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So why don't you tell us, our listeners, um, a little about yourself, what Gozinta is all about and what you do at Gozinta. So tell us all about it. Yeah, sure. Um, prior to coming to Gozinta, I was um, director of HR um, and in senior management at a graduate school um, and actually had the opportunity to organize a couple events at the White House, uh, co-organize. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't come from a tech background necessarily, but um, I ended up co-founding goes into with my husband, Brian, who was from the MSP world. He was the CEO of an MSP. Um, we both had a passion for business and, and not in the way of making money, but trying to create, because he's a software developer, trying to create products with empathy at its core um, right from the start and being empathetic to our um, employees, to our customers, to our vendors, trying to really make an ethical, um, sustainable business and, and scale that, which is, which is also a challenge. But um, yeah, so we make products for MSPs to make their lives easier. We are the creators of Goes Into Mobius, which um, syncs ConnectWise Manage to QuickBooks Online, saving people tons of time and headaches, because who likes to do double entry? Nobody. And <laughs> also, we have a, a texting platform that takes text messages and brings them to tickets. So um, those are our two products right now. We have some in the works to continue to make MSPs lives easier. Um, so yeah, that's what we've been doing um, here at Go. That's, that's amazing. So is it too early to ask you what those other tools are? Or do you want to yeah. Like, I, wait. <laughs> right at the moment, I'm going to have to keep my lips sealed, but you know, get on <laughs> right. mailing okay. list. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's coming soon and it, it definitely is going to be very exciting for, for our MSP that's amazing, partners. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to look forward to that because now you've got me all curious. Yes. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open. Sounds great. Perfect. Perfect. That's amazing. So you talked about empathy. Now I want to jump right into it. So uh, you talked about empathy when you talked about, uh, you know, how uh, when you built the business or when you built Cosenta, you wanted to have empathy at its core. And you coming from uh, the HR, uh, the human resources background into tech. So tell us at this intersection of HR and MSP, how does empathy come into place and uh, 
why did you decide that empathy should be at the core of your business? It could have been anything. It could have been great customer experience. It could have been just about anything, but why empathy? Well, I think at the core of a great customer experience is for a company to really try to put themselves into that customer's um, experience, into their viewpoint from, from the moment they start to interact with, with the sales team and support. Um, if, if, and, and for an MSP, you know, it's the same thing. You know, every interaction that one of their customers has, if empathy is at the core, then that customer experience is really wonderful because they feel heard. Everybody wants to feel heard. And, you know, we all have had bad customer experiences and, and it's really that you don't feel heard. So if somebody mm -hmm. approaches you with empathy instead of, you know, kind of, you know, feeling like, oh, this, this customer is a pain. Oh, this customer mm -hmm. is um, too demanding. They don't understand that, you know, I don't work for free, you know, of mm -hmm. course, you don't work for free and you shouldn't be extending your boundaries over what you're being paid for. However, right. understanding that this customer is probably feeling frustrated because maybe, you know, they were in a huge traffic jam and they got in a fight mm -hmm. on the way here and now their printer just will not print and they have a meeting and it's their jobs dependent on it. Maybe that's why they're frustrated, you know? So mm -hmm. starting at that point of always stepping back and not saying difficult customer instead saying this person's frustrated i've been frustrated we've all been frustrated we all know that feeling let's try to help this person um and and mm. deal with kindness not just you know rehearsed kindness like genuine kindness and, and empathy for mm -hmm. what you're going through right got it but uh when when employees or you know from when when you're a service pro a provider or you're you know basically selling a product or you you know you're in the customer service or customer experience field uh you want to feel you you need to empathize with the customer right what you said yes. i absolutely yes. agree but what about the employee the person who is facing the customer what yes. about uh empathy towards them Absolutely. how how, how yeah, it's it's so important and really needs to be ingrained in the culture right from the start, you know, um, and and that is led by the owners, by the managers. It's in every talk, you know, um, it's instead of listening to somebody vent and complain, trying to see that other person's perspective. So that is what the um, what the culture is, is instead of, you know, talking mm -hmm. behind someone's back, let's have that crucial conversation right up front and say, especially, you know, during remote times where um, mm -hmm. tone can be misconstrued over an email or a text message, you know, saying to each other, um, you know, the way that you said this made me feel like you have no trust in me. That might be something that is difficult to say to a coworker or to a manager, but maybe that person was just writing something very quick because they were in the middle of a meeting and wanted to get right back to you. So it's kind of having those conversations up front, um, being empathetic um, and trying to work with a person instead of assuming that, you know, they're coming in late all the time because they're just lazy or uh, just being a jerk, but instead trying to mm -hmm. figure out how can you help them? What is going on? Like address the problem. It's not saying let that happen, but address it and say, how can I help you? 
be on time? How can I help you meet your deadlines um, instead of just um, you're, you're not you're not do, being a hmm. good employee and I'm going to just keep that in my head when it comes to raise time or when I'm going to fire somebody. Right, right, right. Has there ever been a situation where you know you had to find the balance between empathizing with your customer and empathizing with your employee because you know the customer is facing an issue let's say the customer you know uh, you know has a broken laptop has a broken uh, device something that needs fixing and the employee is also facing a similar um, you know uh, you know they have trouble coming in early they have something going on they know they, there's something else going on in their mind so both of this needs to be addressed at the same time you need the employee to work with the customer to fix their problem but you also need to work with the employee to get them into that mind space where they can help uh, fix the customer's problem so it is kind of isn't it kind of a delicate situation where you have to find the balance between empathizing with the customer and empathizing with the employee has there ever been a situation like that Absolutely. You know, I haven't um, dealt with something like that directly, but I, you know, in those situations, you know, it's, it's important to self care of our employees and saying, mm -hmm. you know what, maybe you need a five minute break, a 10 minute break before you answer that, that, that um, mm -hmm. customer. Maybe you need to just step a little, little bit away if you're, if you're, if that, that employee is, is um, on site you know, having an open environment right. where they can call and say, you know what, this customer is really frustrating me and that that is not going to yeah. be a bad thing. It's going to be a thing that we coach through. Okay, let's, why don't you right. take a little break? You know, so yeah. making sure all ends are met because obviously if our employees are stressed out, if our employees are feeling mm -hmm. like I have no support, I can't go to a manager because they're going to say the customer is always right. That's Correct. not going to go well in a customer support situation because the customer is going to sense that um, they're going Absolutely. to sense that 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 employee is 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 not feeling at their at their best. At best, right? I think you brought something up which is very important: uh, self care, right? Yes. Self care yes. generally is very important because you want to feel good about yourself, and it's only then that you can. Uh, bring your best self to work or, you know, anywhere else, be it relationships or, you know, work or just about anywhere, right? So, you know, you need to feel good about yourself and that requires some amount of care. And now, uh, you know, with, with a lot of people going remote, right? Particularly, very particularly in the MSP space because they need to help people settle down into that, you know, the, the remote workforce situation. And there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress on the MSPs because they're kind of they're they're like running around trying to get things to work, getting their clients to you know settle settle down into this new uh, uh, phase of uh, distributed work. So they're in a lot of pressure. And how how is it uh, in the MSP space? I don't think they ever, do they even get enough time to you know sleep because they're around the clock providing support and 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 you know uh, on on one side i i i feel i there's i mean i have a lot of respect for msps because they're literally round the clock uh trying to uh help clients and you know get them to set uh, set up shop they're, they're doing everything that they can do but but on the other side i feel like they're not giving themselves enough 
care. Right. You know, right. mental health is such a thing, such an important thing, and I don't think we talk about it often. So, what what, yeah. what is your um, opinion on this? Yes, and, and this is a this is an interesting one for me because um, when I was the director of HR, I was always talking about mm-hmm. self care and and checking in on my employees to see you know how were they hand you know they had you know tough things at home are they taking enough time maybe taking a little bit of a break and and um, even five minutes to just breathe and turn the light off and just relax five minutes can be amazing. However. I did not practice that at all. I didn't think I needed it. And oh. most most people who work for MSPs right. or own MSPs feel the same way. They're like, that's not for me. I right. I can handle it. I strive under, I, I thrive under pressure. I love the pressure. That's where <laughs> right. I do best. But yes. what happened to me, um, I was doing that event at the White House. I had organized an art festival the week before, three-day art festival, did the event at the White House, and the day that I got back, went or, had organized and led a trip, three-week trip to Southeast Asia. And I had five wow. piles on my desk where I would organize all of those at the same time. The, and I was like, this, I love this. This is the greatest. I am doing so well. And my eye was twitching pretty much constantly. Oh. Like all of my pictures, I was uh, like, wow, uh, I, 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 look, okay. I look stressed. I mean, I feel very happy, okay. but you know, right. I, I was ignoring those signs my body was telling me. Uh, the day right. that I got back, I thought I was having a heart attack. I was driving in my car and I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm having a heart attack. So I pulled into a, a oh, emergency oh. care um, center and it was a panic attack. And I said, oh no, I, I oh. can't have a panic attack. I like pressure. Right. <laughs> That's not me, I'm right. fine. Yeah. And I know all about self-care, but I realized, oh, I'm doing none of it. Okay. so. Now I do preach a lot about that. And it's, again, it's not, I think that when I talk to MSPs about self-care, they very often are like, we don't have the time for it, but it's five minutes and it ends up making you more productive. It can be simply having a cup of tea, putting your phone down and not looking at it, turning off, Mm -hmm. like you don't have to turn off your computer, but just stay away from your computer, all notifications and just have a cup of tea herbal tea, because, you know, caffeine's not great for for that. But taking Mm -hmm. some time for yourself, whether it's breathing, taking a walk, um, having that cup of tea, and lying on the floor, just kind of getting a new perspective on things. Um, And and just just like a five-minute break for yourself. If that's all you can do, do that. Um, that right. will make a world of difference. Um, it, it seems like, well, nah, that won't do anything, but really start incorporating it in the day. And really just, I put mine right in my calendar. Mm-hmm. So my Google calendar notifies me time for right. your five minute break. And I and try to religiously <laughs> right. take it because when I don't, I'm not as productive. So I think right. for MSPs that just are on the go all the time, that needs to be a mm-hmm. scheduled time to take for themselves right. and the owners need to support that as well. Right, right. I think I think the biggest challenge comes when, you know, we are in denial because we know there's something, uh, I mean, we know that we need to take some time off for self-care, we need to kind of allow space in our head so we can we can be more productive. But we've been, I mean, our minds are kind of trained to believe that, you know, 
this is the kind of pressure that you have to deal with and it's yeah. and it's okay it's it's very normal so when when somebody tells us that you know hey you know what stop take a break you know grab that cup of tea just just like you said just lie flat on the floor and look at the ceiling for all you know you might get a new perspective right but then we are in denial because we're like we've always been told that pressure is part of the job pressure is part of what msps do and time is not something that you can worry about or can afford to worry about so i think denial is is something that we need to tackle and deal with but yes that calendar setting up some time on the calendar i think that's a brilliant idea because you know if you have that locked on your calendar i think you you need to do it and you're going to take that time i think that's that's a brilliant idea yeah and you know having it be from the top down it goes into we Brian and I both practice this and we encourage our managers to practice it when we have our meetings with them and we tell them to to pass it down to the people that that they are managing so it's really important when when you have that you know we don't want everyone to work every minute we want you to take care of yourself because you are all important to us it makes that culture of empathy it makes that it a happy place to work so and somebody feels comfortable saying i i need to take a half day for my mental health and they don't feel like their career is going to be held back they're not worried about um right. that that their employee or their coworkers are going to look down on them because it's accepted and it's it and it's it's healthy it's healthy to take time for ourselves we need it we need it and then we're all happier and productive and and that's right. what we all want that's what we're all hoping for <laughs> right yes yes i think uh the management or you know the leaders have to give that kind of space for employees uh to feel comfortable to feel confident that you know if they walk up to their manager or to their boss or to their leader and say hey you know what i'm not feeling good today i need a day off they should they should be able to go back home and get that uh, get the rest that they need they shouldn't go back thinking you know hey what what's going to happen when i come back tomorrow they shouldn't you know take that half day and live in fear wondering what's going to happen tomorrow you know what uh is 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 my performance going to go down am i am i going to be uh you know uh is 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 my manager going to think that you know i'm doing a bad job or i'm weak i i don't i think it it i like what you said you know it's it's important that leaders business leaders give their employees enough space and freedom to be honest about how they feel and to give them that space to you know be confident and take that break that they need so Yeah, it's. I think you guys are doing amazing uh, with this. So tell me this. Tell me this, Hida. Uh, this is something that I wanted to ask you. Now, you come from the human resources background. When when you talked about culture, right? Yes. Don't you think culture is something that needs to start right from the time you hire someone, right from your hiring process? Because it's one thing when when somebody joins your company, they are inside. the organization and then they get a feel of the culture and you know they're like okay this is this is great but shouldn't it start right at the beginning yes. right at the time when you you know you start hiring absolutely and and we have 
we were developing what we had a vision for what we wanted for our own culture. And it, it was challenging because we're fully remote and we have always been fully remote. Um, so it was a challenge for how to make that happen and, and instill that in our employees. And when we first started to hire, mm -hmm. I don't think I had my words around what we were trying to do as a culture. <laughs> and so when mm -hmm. I would explain who we were as a company, it was more what we did, not who we were mm -hmm. and the, the what, what we were trying to be as a community. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I found myself in those early days during hiring that you know, and it should always be when you're hiring, you're explaining and, and selling yourself. But I felt like I was more selling our job and goes into than I needed to. It was like, yeah, yeah, no, we do really great things. We do really great things. When I started to mm -hmm. um, fully understand our culture and we embedded it in our handbook, in every conversation we have, in every answer that we do, in our meeting agendas, um, you know, and 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 our our UX design. So every element, every department is thinking about empathy and caring for each other and caring for our customers, and and supporting each other, even if it's not in your job description. Right. You know, I have developers helping marketers and just whoever needs help. We're all helping each other. And now that that culture is very clear, now when we hire, mm -hmm. I actually had an employee that we turned down for a job come back and say, this is the job that I was meant to do in this company. Please just interview me <laughs> one more time. We ended up hiring him. Nice. Like he, he was wow. like, the, the description that you gave of this company is where I was meant to be. Um, and I've had other people that I've turned down say, please, any job that you have, I just want to be part of what you guys are doing. So having that culture, you 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 make this environment where there very is very little turnover. You make an environment where your customers are happy and you make an environment where you get higher talent because they just want to be part of it. Right. And isn't that great? Like it, you want everybody to want to come to work every day and feel valued. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So I think, you know, when if you have an established organization, it's certainly not too late, um, you know, to to start working on that culture. Um, it just takes a little bit longer. It takes more conversations. Um, it's it's setting um, a model um, and trying to keep consistent with it at all times. And I think it still can happen and, and can be really wonderful as well. But it is certainly easier to have it right from the start. That's right. And I think people wanting to join your organization is a great testament to what you're doing, you know, in terms of culture, because uh, these are things, you know, this is like word of mouth. You can't really go and market it or you can't actually force someone to say it. But when they when they actually experience, when they see how good something is, they will automatically flock to you. Right. So I think. Uh, you know the you know the the example that you gave me of this one person who wanted to join uh, Gazinta. You know, he's like, yes, please interview me just once, give me another chance. I think that's a great testament to what you're putting out, what you're setting out to do in terms of you know establishing a great work culture. I think that's that's yeah. uh, pretty good. And and what I also liked is that you know, when you come together as a team, yes, there yes. are no you know the the lines between those those uh, boundaries between what one team needs to do 
it's all gone. You're all working towards one vision. You're all working towards one goal. So all of that also ties back to the culture. And I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job with that. Yeah. And, you know, for MSPs, that's the same. That's the same thing. You know, we, we have sometimes we have these positions where it's like, oh, well, that's not part of my position. But when it comes to a customer, mm-hmm. if you're helping your fellow employees um, take a little load off, if, right. if the techs are um, running like crazy, maybe there is some assisting that, that somebody on um, the support desk can help out um, with that customer a little more than they normally do or that's in their job role. So, um, um, it, it, it makes for a better um, work environment and a better customer experience. Right, you're right. So I want to kind of go back to what you talked about. I mean, because culture is, is so important and it's one of my favorite topics as well. So uh, when when you talk, so when when we talked about culture, we talked about you know when it's it's it, it all starts only when uh, when there's a first point of contact or it's the first time that. Uh, a person comes in contact with the company. It, it could be hiring. It could be probably a random conversation with a friend or whatever it is. But there needs to be some sort of a first starting point, right? But what if there isn't such a starting point? What if they haven't applied for a job? How do you how do you talk about your culture? How do you talk about it being an important part of your business? How do you do that? You know, our motto for our company is um, all software sucks, even ours. Uh, we're just trying to make it better, which comes, which comes into our empathy thing of, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, it, well, let's be real. You know, that's, that's how it is. And that's how right. everybody's software is. You know, um, we're, we're not going to get it right every time. And MSPs aren't going to get it right every time. We strive for that. And that's what we should always be doing is, is striving for a better experience. Um, when I talk about our culture, uh, you know, it's, it's talking about us as a family. And it's, and it's kind of cliche, but to talk about us as a family when we're a remote company, um, it is kind of, it's, it's kind of a special thing. Um, so, yeah, when I talk about the company and what we've developed is that, you know, this is more what we were trying to do when we were doing our business and when we were thinking about starting this business was to make this empathetic model where we had empathy for what the customer was doing when they were setting up, when they didn't have a no- mm-hmm. lot of knowledge, when they were first coming to our, since ours integrates with ConnectWise Manage, but when they were first coming to manage and maybe feeling a little um, overwhelmed with the, the massive size of manage and then coming to us, you know, that's a different viewpoint wow. than just like this customer's overwhelmed. So, so that, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're a company that just keeps empathy at its core at all levels tries to support mm-hmm. our customers, our employees, our partners, however we can. Um, so I think that's how we explain ourselves the best. Interesting, nice, nice. Uh, now I wanna kind of go, jump a little yeah. to the other end. So, uh, you know, you know, this White House thing has been, uh, you've gotten me a lot curious on that side. I'll come to that in a bit, but you know, I know that you've, kind of you have a wide exposure to a lot of things, you know, particularly when you're in human resources, you're actually talking to people, a lot of people for that matter. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's a junior, but you're talking to leaders, you're talking to, you know, people at the White House. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, when it comes to the MSP space, when it comes to running an MSP business, 
what do you think are the most important skills uh, of leadership that yes. uh, MSPs need to have? Because it's it's one thing to to collaborate with you know peers, but it's a whole other thing to kind of you know be the leader, like lead people in 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 a particular direction towards a common goal. So it requires an entire set of different skills. So what do you think is the most important leadership skills for MSPs? particularly yeah. right now. Right, yeah. Form. Yeah. Um right now um you know and I feel like I've said the word empathy a bazillion times but you know <laughs> looking looking out for each other is is a huge part of that and if an MSP is remaining remote checking in with employees even if they're um even if they're quiet I, that could mean something's wrong, you know? So checking in, how, how are you doing? You know, putting that question on the table. So so constantly being, checking in, ensuring that your, your customers, your employees, uh, you know, everything's okay because um, mm-hmm. they might need an invitation to be able to talk because yeah, that does go as well as for customers. So, so looking and analyzing the situation and not just feeling like, well, if it's, you know, let's just do status quo, we, we mm-hmm, need to mm-hmm. make sure that we analyze this situation and continue to care and, and nurture all of these relationships. Um, you know, allowing this space to um, breathe, as we talked about having that self-care, thinking about what policies can change or, or even be required to make sure that employees are taking care of themselves. Um, changing some right. of the language of, of, of and it's, it's a minor shift, but some of the language that we use, you know, if, a, if an um, employee is talking about a customer in a mm-hmm. negative way, you know, this jerk said mm-hmm. to do this kind of, hey, you know, what is that person really being a jerk or are they just feeling frustrated? So, so kind of making right. sure that, that employees don't talk about customers, maybe in a negative way, even if they're feeling it, yes, they should be able to vent about it, but it, finding a language to do it that's respectful also to that customer is a great leadership tactic to to kind of change the culture and, and lead through example. Right. I think that's a very interesting point that you said. I think leaders, uh, it's, it's not just important for leaders to kind of signal to their employees what needs to be done, but also find signals in you know their actions their behavior in what they're saying and what they're doing and i think that's a very important like you said it's it's a very small tiny aspect of the leadership skill but it's a very important one because those little signs those little signals that people give out unknowingly are you know ways for us to find out if something's really going wrong or you know if things are all fine so i think that's a very interesting point that you made uh either i think yeah that's very very interesting point all right so i have something interesting for you i know i've talked about a lot of things i've talked and, and i think we've touched on empathy we've touched on self-care we've touched on leadership skills and work culture and all of this stuff the serious stuff yeah. i want to kind of go on to the lighter side of the session or lighter part of the show i have a very short rapid fire just three quick questions are you ready yes okay um one interesting thing that you did in the white house i told you i was going to come to the white house so i did 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was it was definitely a, a blur of an event. I was uh, co-organized, and this isn't very, um, it's a longer answer, but I was a co-organizer of the Interfaith um, Youth and Community Service Campus Challenge for two years. And it was, um, I think we worked on it for a year and then it was three days. What was amazing is I got to organize the travel and um, the kind of, um, collaboration of interfaith leaders from all over the world, which was amazing. And I became very close friends with them and then got to visit them in their home countries for um, a tour that I did for Southeast Asia, got to go to their homes and, and um, they got to show me their communities. So um, that was the most amazing part, the relationship building, um, learning different about different cultures that I, I didn't know about before um, was, yeah, it was one of the, the greatest, greatest events that I got to be a part of, for sure. Nice. So did you, did you ever get to meet the commander in chief? No, I was President Obama at the time, ah. um, and, but he did. One, one exciting thing was he had a recorded message and he did thank the school that I was part of. And I Sweet. was one of two people that were organizing for that school. So it was, and my name was said twice in the White House, which okay. I felt was pretty Sweet. exciting. <laughs> I got nice, chills for sure. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I think that that must be uh, that must have been a very exciting uh, kind of a lot of pressure, but uh, it must have been a very uh, exciting thing to be doing. It was. And, you know, it, it's a lot of pressure. But when you prepare for a year for something, you really know what mm -hmm. you're doing when it comes down to it. Right. So um, so right. it was it was kind of just execution at that point and and had a lot of fun times. I mean, it was a lot of work and I was exhausted, but um, certainly those friendships I made, um, we, we had brought some students back that were very close to me from um, from the seminary and they came back from South Africa and India for this event and we went and visited all of the monuments at night and that is one of my greatest wow. memories of, of getting to show them those places for the first time so sweet very nice very nice very exciting I'm I'm kind of imagining wow it's gonna I, I just can't imagine how you've handled the pressure and you know how you did all of that but yes that's that's a great memory and that's that's an interesting time I'm sure yeah so on to the next question I think this is this is slightly on the MSP side but uh what is what is that one resource book podcast you know um ebook or webinar whatever it is just one resource any resource that you would recommend to our listeners yeah, mine, mine is an easy one, and I know a lot of people recommend it, but the e-myth um, was life-changing for me. Before I was in HR, um, actually, I was a harp, um, actual, the harp, the big thing with all the strings. I was a harp performance major and a journalism major. Wow. Um, and wow. I was, yeah, so it was a very big career switch. Um, but when I took some years off when my children were born, and I love to learn. So I started reading the E-Myth right. and it was 
like um, mm -hmm. Neo and the Matrix for me. I, I went from seeing mm -hmm. businesses in one way and all of a sudden I was looking through this lens of the e-myth and I was like, oh, they should do this and this business should do this. And I started telling mm -hmm. some small businesses some of the ideas. I'm like, hey, you know, you should just, you know, put some more signs in the front or you should automate this a little bit more. And and I got hired as a business consultant, even not looking <laughs> nice. for a job, ended up being a business <laughs> consultant for a few small businesses. And that has kind nice. of led to my passion for businesses and helping businesses. So really, if that kind of, and I then went on to get my MBA as well. And that really sparked right. where I should be as, as far as my whole career based on that one book. Wow, interesting. It's amazing, isn't it, how we start somewhere and then, you know, we end up somewhere else, but the journey and where we are is something that we are happy with. I think that sort of a journey is, is phenomenal because a lot of us, uh, you know, when we start off, we think we will be absolutely sure that this is what we're going to do, you know, yes. and decide this. This is, this is what I'm going to do for life. But then, you know, life has other plans. It, it brings you better opportunities if you're open to uh, if you're open to challenges if you're open to opportunities and if you are willing to learn new things then I think life has a lot of opportunities seriously I didn't know about the heart thing maybe we should yes. talk about it in another episode yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, one, that's yeah. one of the things I always, we have four teenagers and, you know, they're always okay. concerned about not knowing what they want to do in life. And, and, you know, I always tell them, you know, even if you start in something, you pull all of those certain skills from all of those jobs into where you end up being. You know, having the skill set that I have came from working at a newspaper and being a musician and making my own contracts up and, you know, looking for, for faults in that and, and being creative. Um, all of those things are, are great parts that you kind of bring along with you. So, um, you know, right. instead of thinking, oh, I waste, I, I wasted time with that first career. Waste it's time, okay. Right. It, nothing's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah, Take what you want out of it and yeah. you, you, you apply that to where you are now. But, but I think this is a great conversation that we need to have another time because uh, I think, I think, yeah, we should definitely do another one. Yes, I would love that. I would love that. And and we can talk about women in tech too, because it goes into, we are 50-50 yes. men and women, um, and we're really focused on diversity. Really? Um, yes, yes, yeah. Yep. Wow. And, and that's important to us because we want all different um, viewpoints. I mean, we do not want to be right. an all white male company. <laughs> that is not what we're looking for. <laughs> so, so, you know, right. that, that's, that's so important to us. And, and right from the start was something that we wanted to be. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that, that would be great for another wow. time. So, so now, <laughs> yes. And, and now I, I really have second thoughts because I, I'm like, okay, there's another pointer. There's another pointer that I can talk about. And oh, there's another pointer that she's giving me that I can talk about. But yes, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do another uh, episode podcast yeah. session with you and we're gonna talk Great. about all of these very, very interesting uh, topics. As, yeah. and, and just one last question, one last question before I let you go. So if you had to bring another person on the show, who would it be? 
my first thought would be my husband, Brian Johnson. Um, he ah, is, I was thinking, yes. <laughs> yeah, he is, um, he, his, his mind, um, as, as creative and passionate as I am about things, he has that passion, but is in a very analytical way because he's a software developer, has amazing business perspectives. Um, um, outside of the family, uh, I do think Alan Edwards has some interesting ways to do processes um, okay. as well. He's, he's very good. He's at Eureka Process. Um, interesting. Yeah, those that, yeah. So there's All an right. in the family one and so an I out think, of the family one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we can start with Brian. I think uh, maybe you can introduce me and then yep. we can probably set up some time and we should, yes, we should bring Brian on the show as well. Absolutely. Why not? Yes. Yes. Good. So that's that. And uh, it was, in, I think uh, time just flew by. I think this is, I this is exactly what I told Marnie as well, because we sat on for this conversation. We, we sat on for this recording and then we went on for an hour and I was like, wow, time, time just went by. And this is exactly what's happening with you. So yeah. this is, this is really good. I, time just, flew by and I'm sure it's going to be the same thing if I bring you on to another episode but it was great having you on the show Heather. it yes. was absolutely fun it was absolutely Thank fun you, and I loved every bit of it oh I'm so glad I enjoyed it as well it's always great to talk to somebody else who gets it and loves business and loves MSPs it's it's of course time's gonna fly they're yeah. exciting to talk about. <laughs> right right Right. You're right. Absolutely right. So thank you so much. And I look forward to having you on our show again. Wonderful. I will be there. <laughs> thank you, Monica. <laughs> thank you.